Welcome back to the Soccer Universe. I'm here with Fran and Yashish in our first ever visual episode. What's up, guys? Yes, uh, I'm good, bro. I'm good. It's, uh, bro. Okay, so I didn't know what's the game, United Spurs. But <laughs> from what I did see, like I saw like the 20-minute extended highlights. And Pogba, my God. Like, you, why can't you just do this every day? You know, why can't you just do this every single time? But yeah, it's it's good. It's good. It's been a good while. It's been a while since we've recorded this podcast. So I'm glad we're back. Uh, we shall become consistent again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we were. Uh, it took a little bit of a weekend, like a couple day hiatus. Yes, yes. Uh, Fran, what about you? How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. My team, São Paulo, we won five one yesterday, so that's that's fun. And then United today, dude. I like Pogba's I like all of us. All of us are wearing wearing winning jerseys today. I like that. Yeah. Oh, we're sponsored by Adidas, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, yeah, Pogba was good. Bruno was good. People keep saying that he doesn't perform against the big six. He was there. Greenwood, did you see that pass? I did. Yes. That was phenomenal. Even the finish. That the was pass, beautiful. the finish. Everything about Greenwood. I love that dude. I love that dude. You know how I've been going on about like, okay, sure, he doesn't have the numbers, but he's improving. He's improving. He's improving. Yes. This game just showed like, you know, he is. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, but I feel like right, so, as a young... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you saying? No, you go. Yeah. No, I feel like... So another youngster, like I think we'll come back to the United Spurs game. But one of the games that I did watch this... um during our hiatus was uh, PSG versus Bayern. I was so hyped for this game. And I think it, it, it finally lived up to its hype. You know, the finals, a 1-0 kind of yeah. teams weren't really going at it, you know, completely. But here, I mean, there's so many talking points from this game. There's so many talking points. And I mean, um, first is Neymar. Uh, okay, honestly, for me, Neymar has to be top three players in the world. Right? Like, I just don't get it when people go like, oh, he's not. Like, oh, he just drib- he just, he's just a dribbling merchant. Or they go like, oh, he keeps getting injured a lot. But I I personally feel like he is easily top three players in the world. Like, it's not, yeah. it shouldn't even be a debate. Um, And then there's Mbappe, who's finally, like, last, like, you remember in the finals, he missed that one chance against, like, he had yeah. one chance against Neuer. Uh, but this time he he came up with the goods. It was, it was it was a good watch. It was a good watch overall. What do you think? What do you think? I want to say on the Neymar thing. I feel like you'd have to be a really like, what's the word? A really recency bias influence fan to ever think he's not a top three player in the world. Because mm-hmm. I I don't know. I think if you're someone who follows season in season out and you know consistent, I think you I think that's just like common knowledge. Oh, and like. We were talking about the the Greenwood pass, right? And that was that was beautiful. But the Neymar assist to the Marquinhos goal, dude. Which other players in the world can do that pass? No, but that was brilliant. Cause you know, like I was watching the game and I was doing my commsai homework at the same time. All right, so I I glanced to my screen for the second, and suddenly it was a goal. Cause you know the ball was with Neymar, and like the ball had just come out of like the the, the zone. Right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, there's no way like anything interesting is gonna happen now. Sure, they'll pass it around for a bit. Then like suddenly the commentary was like, what? And I'm just <laughs> like, oh shit, that's mad. Like, and I just, I had no idea. 
how did Marquinhos have so much space? That's another question. Like, why did how did Bayern give Marquinhos so much space? Same thing with Mbappe. But the Mbappe, the first goal, I think Neymar did so brilliantly to attract all the defenders towards him and then just release Mbappe at the perfect time. Uh, I want to yeah. say, um, Ishish, I've never related to you more than when you said you're watching soccer during, doing, like, while doing Thompson homework. Because <laughs> there's so many times I'm watching games, just like kind of like narrowly focused, like system out. Uh, and then you look up, it's like, go Lazo, go Lazo, go. <laughs> the worst thing. <laughs> Oh my god, what a move! What a uh, But another key talking point should be Marquinhos did score the goal, but then he got subbed off after that. And PSG does seem like a different team defensively without him. Right? And do you think that's going to be an issue if they play cities and they're going to play the. Um, I mean, Bayern is the best of the best. but And we saw how they kind of not crumbled, but they weren't at their best. You know? Yeah. So, what do you all think? How does the reliance on Marquinhos is it as significant as we think it is, or do you think it's not that big a deal? I feel like it's a big deal, especially because, well, if you have to play Danilo as a center back, we saw what he did in that game. He couldn't even stop promoting, and we joke that he's a great attacker and all, but like, come on, you gotta stop him if you're playing against him, right? And then. <laughs> That just unravels the whole midfield as well. Because if you take Danilo out of there, then Gaye has to do the whole job by himself. And then Verratti wasn't playing. I don't know if he's playing for the second leg. But I just hope Marquinhos is back because he's the linchpin of that defense. You also kind of would hope that Kimbembe steps up a little more in the future, right? Yeah. Because I think that's a genuinely like talented like center-back pairing. Mm-hmm. Like, at least on paper. It was a little bit like the looking at the shirt you're wearing, the Real Madrid pairing. So when Sergio Sergio Ramos isn't playing, Varane just isn't the same player anymore, right? Oh yeah, kind of like that as well. I don't know what's up with these French defenders. (laughs) No, I think like it's important to have like you know your center back counterpart kind of like keep you grounded in the game, and because I think I don't know because Ramos look really good without Ramos and Varane now, whereas with just Varane and Bilotau. It always seems like they're really messy and whatnot. So, I don't know. I think it's just like a chemistry thing more than anything. I was thinking when you, when you have the comfort of having Marquinhos next to you all the time, and then you have to, like, you know, integrate a new player in the middle of a game. I don't know. Marquinhos is brilliant, dude. That, yeah. The, the ball control, like, he received the pass. He controlled it like an attacker. Ah, that was... As a Brazilian, I'm, like, over the moon right now. That too on his weak foot. The, the control was on his weak foot. Just, Wow. It reminded me of, um, okay, it didn't really remind me of anything. I just wanted to praise Rashford's control in the Europa League game. Yeah. The goal that he scored. <laughs> that, oh, bro. And Lindelof's pass as well. Lindelof's pass and Rashford's, like, control for that pass. Like, it was, like, what? Like, pretty much, like, three-fourths of the pitch, you know? Oh, what a pass. What a goal. But I also want to, Ishish, I want to address the parentheses I'm seeing here on our outline. Kimmich and Mueller look like spoiled brats sometimes. <laughs> I, I want to get your thoughts. That's oh, that's, that's sorry. That's friend, friend. I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, well, um, how do I? That's a very, that's a very like incendiary sentence, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it just annoys me that they complain a lot, and like we all saw the the Kim, when Kimmich body checked Neymar, right? Yeah, that wasn't very nice. 
and they just act like they they deserve the win you know what i'm saying like play for it and then let's see after the game because you didn't play to win that game you lost so that's what i'm saying okay yeah. <laughs> I, i just i can see like the like anger in your voice <laughs> just like it's like this calm rage but 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 i feel like the next leg is going to be it's going to be mad it's going to be a very interesting match i'm just scared that psg will come out um very uh, like what's the word uh, complacent yes no 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 not complacent i feel like pochettino might set them up very defensive oh okay um, gotcha and we might not i, I don't think it's going to be as interesting as of like in terms of like goals as our first leg was um cuz psg have they have three goals away from home you know it was away from home right yeah yeah, yeah. away from home so they have not much to like they, they have a lot to protect you know yeah. well as but bayern is going to come levandowski is not going to be there for the next leg either right i don't think so uh, it's going to be like yes that's going to be a big loss i feel like i feel like in the beginning like before marquinos they could see like the like how much they missed lewandowski you know because it's not just his finishing right it's his it's his like he, how he brings every like the wingers into the play how he uh, holds up the ball at times he his runs him being able to attract other defend like there's a lot of like his play that so it's going to be interesting okay let's do a small prediction who do you think is going to go ahead who do you think is going to go ahead I can see Bayern like getting like a 1-0 win or something and then just not advancing because of that. Mm. But yeah, I think PSG goes through. I think that I think it'd be like a colossal choke if they don't because they're set up really well right now. I'm going to go PSG as well. I think it's going to be I think we're going to see a lot of goals again. Yeah, maybe you are. I should. Maybe a 2-1, maybe a 3-2 again. Just because their defenses like PSG's attack is so strong and they they can exploit those defenders really well and then PSG's defense is kind of shaky at times so i could yeah. see a lot of the only thing that scares me is that although the the counter attacking play the pochettino uh employed worked he also seemed a little it seemed like he didn't really know how to substitute players he didn't really seem how to didn't really seem to know how to adapt the scheme to what Bayern was doing whereas like Hansi Flick just was switching players left and right he was kind of like passive and waiting for things to happen so I'm just scared about that um for me um it's going to depend a lot on Marquinhos uh for me uh because all right um if Marquinhos I, I just feel like I still think PSG has more than enough to go through uh in terms of the squad um simply because of how good their attack is um uh, but i can see bayern winning it but i don't think they'll win it by more than two goals and i don't like so i, I feel like psg will go through but it is good. i think it's going to be a very close game like i don't i think i think there'll be a lot of nerves going around uh, and psg uh, needs to make sure they don't bottle it you know um yeah I, I while while watching the game right when it went from 2-0 to 2-2 I was watching with Josh and uh, I told him like um you know you can remove the man from the spurs but you cannot remove the spurs from the man <laughs> 100% agree 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, it was quite a funny one. But uh, I hope, I hope they do well. I hope they do well because I want PSG to win the entire thing. Because I don't want an English yeah. club. None of the English clubs. I want. I don't want any of them to win. I don't mind them reaching the finals. I just don't want them to win. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, best best result would be Dortmund winning it. Because I want Jude Bellingham to lift that trophy and go into that whoever that stupid referee was, go into that dude's face, right, and just shove it. Uh, okay, let, let's move. I think uh, we can talk about the next game. We can talk about City versus Dortmund. What do you all think about the game? Uh, City were clearly playing with 12 men, uh, while Dortmund were playing with 11. So... <laughs> Look, I don't want to... I don't like trying foul on referees after games. If there's one team with like a, a little bit of a pull, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not insinuating anything. You know, I would, I would never say anything directly, but... <laughs> You know, for for visual viewers, that's a little <laughs> bonus. Is what I'm is what I'm indicating. <laughs> oh, oh my god! But I also yes. want to say I still think I still think Dortmund have a shot here. I looked at a like the sports book because I was thinking like maybe place a bet. Let's see, outrageous underdogs right now. But I. I do think uh, what's called. I do think Dortmund can still pull this back. I I honestly feel like they have a chance as well, especially because like, um, well, you you just made the 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 Spurs analogy. I feel like City is the same way, right? There's this pressure about UCL quarterfinals that I'm not I'm not sure they're they're ready to to get over it already, but. I don't know. They they were better for the for most of the match, right? And although Dortmund did score a very good um, team goal, Holland kind of wasn't there, was he? But I feel like it's fine. I feel like it's fine. I I think um, he can have one game where he doesn't score a goal, like um, maybe like. Uh, like he plays 30 games, scores 30 goals. 31st game, he cannot score goals. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but like, there's a difference between playing Sevilla and playing Manchester City, right? Yeah. yeah. Especially because we're comparing him to Mbappe. And Mbappe scored three against Barcelona at the Camp Nou. Scored two against Bayern. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, I get that. No, I feel like, I feel like when that debate was going on about Haaland and Mbappe, who's the better player... I feel like simply because Haaland has been here for like a year at that level and Mbappe has been at that level for like since Monaco, he's been performing in the players like teams like City. Yeah. He simply gets the edge purely because of that. But I feel like if you go three three years down the line, Haaland after three years worth of experience at the top and Mbappe at this point, which is I think approximately three years of experience at the top, I personally feel like Haaland might be a better player by then. It's okay. it's a debatable it's debatable but I feel like I feel like he he has the ability, but I don't see that happening at Dortmund. I mean, sure he can. I think every player, every youngster at Dortmund always has a ceiling, and I think that's why they're there. They reach the ceiling and they want to break through that ceiling, and that's how they go to a bigger club. Yeah. The question is, when do you make the move? I almost made a horrible joke right now. Did you see Street? Sorry. Did you all see Twenty Two Jump Street? Yes. 
Yeah, so break through the ceiling and break the ceiling. <laughs> Special bonus oh, for, no. the, for the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, really giving people like a good reason to watch here, right? <laughs> I'd like to apologize for the friends that. Oh my god! But on the Holland Mbappe thing, if we're to kind of project it a little bit down the road, I think Mbappe will be the more complete player. Actually, I think that's like for sure. I, it's just a matter of like, okay, how high do you think Mbappe's ceiling is? Because will he just be like a you know good goal scorer, great at positioning himself? The question is, like, you know, Mbappe can kind of free and score. And so I just, I just think that's the distinction that's going to separate them. All right. Yeah, it makes sense. I feel like I feel like Mbappe's ceiling is probably, like, um, okay, this might not be a good analogy. All right. So forgive me beforehand. So I think Mbappe's ceiling could be something like a Zidane, all right, while Haaland's ceiling could be something like a um, Robin Van Persie. How does that work, that analogy? Zidane? Zidane, because like, because like, most complicated. And French, yeah. yeah but, no, but Zidane, like, they're really not the same player. On it, like, from a style perspective, Pogba is closer to Zidane than Mbappe. Yes. And also, yeah. like, Van Persie and Zidane aren't even, they didn't. Like, they're just such a weird, like, yeah. <laughs> I I did not think this through. I'm sorry. I did not think this through. I I'm just, I, I, look, I'm not I'm not mad at you. I'm just confused, man. <laughs> so right, let me let me change it up. Uh, Iron out the Rooney, analogy a little bit. Rooney, Rooney. All right. Rooney. And? Okay. Rooney and like let's go with some like forward bingo. Wait, did you think when Percy just to get into Archie's feelings? Okay, we never get into this right now. <laughs> Subconsciously, probably yes. Subconsciously, Psycho- <laughs> subconscious psychological warfare going on here. Wait, so, wait, uh, wait, let's, really move on. let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. I, I wait, think, you, can I think wear, you can wear Mbappe to Rooney though. That's that's even more interesting here. No, no, no. I think. Oh, mm. Okay, maybe. I, I, I just don't know what I'm doing. I just, I have no idea. I have no logic behind any of my comparisons right now. <laughs> okay, so, but you know who else has, this has be the best segue of all time. You know who else has no idea what they're doing? Who? Who do you think? Arsenal. Liverpool. Okay, okay we, we won today, right? Calm down. I was going to say, say Liverpool. Yes, yes, you're right, you're right. That was my first guess. I just said Arsenal. Awesome. Mess with you. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> so I want to quickly shout out the three one. Yes. My thing is, do you think? I still think if I put money on it, I don't know why I keep bring betting into this. I just think it frames a lot of my thinking. I would actually put money on Liverpool for the for the next game. Oh God. I know. I know it's silly, but they have Van Dyke coming back. It's still Ramos. Wendek's coming back. Hold on, hold on. Probably wrong. I heard that from a Liverpool fan, and I think he probably saw some rumor somewhere. So I'm gonna. Oh God! If he does come back, I can see where you're going with this. Yeah, I can see where you're going with this. Then. However, I think that was just a delusional fan. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Are you sure you want to be into Josh? <laughs> okay, no, no, that's that, that's summer. I'm gonna. I'm going to quickly wipe that off the table. He's coming back in the summer. All right, cool. Uh, so, yeah, it's still, it's still Madrid then. 
Yeah. Can we talk about uh, Vinicius Jr.? Please, I'd love to. Oh my God! Insane. <laughs> yes. No, but 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 can we talk about that assist? Oh my God! What a brilliant assist by Trent Alexander Arnold. I knew you're gonna. I knew you're gonna say it. <laughs> I saw some. Um, I forgot. Actually, I'm just gonna rephrase the joke. You know that Van Dyke rumor I, I saw? Yeah. The source was Trent Alexander Arnold's defense. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. All the banter, loving it. I love uh, how the week before the game, there was all this debate going on in the in the English TV shows about who, uh, what's his name, the manager of the national team should take for the right back position. Gareth Southgate. I was actually going to yeah, ask okay. that today. Right. So they like everybody was talking about how no you have to take Trent you have to take Trent and yes he's a great attacking player but dude he got schooled schooled by Vinicius that was like embarrassing I still take Trent depending on the kind of like tactics you want to play Mm. but there's real merit in like you know starting a more defensive player like I I would say Juan Bissaka there's still uh, I know like. I know you guys are going to really love that I'm saying this, but there's real merit. If Southgate wants to go defensive, he just can't have Trent in the lineup. There's no point. Mm-hmm. All right. I, can, I, can I share something? Okay. As a United fan, I don't know. I don't believe that I'm saying this. Okay. I've come to realize that Van Bissaka is the best 1v1 tackler. All right. I think okay. that's the best thing. But his defensive positioning, his um, aerial ability, his uh, uh, attacking output, which has been talked about a lot, his uh, tendency to just shut off during games defensively. I'm starting to realize that he might not be the best defensive fullback I've ever seen. Or at least not in the, in the Premier League. He I, might I, not I, be I, the best defensive fullback you've ever seen. Okay. Uh, and I haven't seen that much football, to be honest. Like that's I, I, I let me put that out there. I haven't seen that much football. And there was a point in time when I went like, oh, bro, Vaughn was, oh my god, this is mad. This guy can stop everything. But okay, for example, right, today's um, goal that we conceded against Son, uh, right? Of course, it's not it's not that easy. That like, of course, Vaughn uh, wouldn't have predicted. Not many fullbacks would have predicted that. Oh, the ball's going to go to Son, but. The fact that Juan Bissaka got attracted towards Harry Kane, while that's the centre back's job, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he gets. At- I, I sometimes feel like he gets attracted to the ball more than he gets attracted to the man. You know. I could see that. I think that's fair. Yeah. He gets attracted to the. Oh no! 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 no. <laughs> Just pause the podcast real quick. Oh my god! Uh, no, you remember Maldini was the one who quoted this. If you have well, to make they, a tackle, they, you already missed the ball of the man. Sorry. <laughs> if you if you if you've had to make a tackle, you've already made a mistake. Do you remember yeah, Maldini? You said that? Yes. And I kind of get it now. 
I feel like sometimes you just don't like you don't need to make a sliding tackle. You know, you don't need to make if you're well positioned, you can just intercept the ball or you can make a standing tackle. And I think Bisaka is a brilliant fullback. I still think like he's one of the best, right? But calling him the best is probably not the way to go. And I feel like the way England wants to play, where they where they keep trying to soak up pressure, he would be good if you're playing against a team that has like skillful wingers and stuff like that. But he might not be good against teams that have good passing abilities. Like if you play against Spain, uh, Bisaka will get exposed very easily because of the, their fair. tendency to pass. That's that's basically what I wanted to share. Um, and I wanted to ask you all. You brought up uh, the fullback debate. So I saw the Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher uh, debate, and they were basically discussing which right backs they take. Right. So which right backs would you take to Euros if you were Gareth Southgate? Well, I'm taking Trent. I still believe like if you have any ambition in the way you want to play, you, you take Trent. You got to give him credit. Right. Yeah. Hey, actually, I don't see why the, the two we named is like they're they're like I think I think that Trent as a starter and Juan Bissaka as a backup option in case Trent is not cutting it. In case like you you're up like a goal or two and you want to sit back, you sub in Juan Bissaka. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. I guess it depends on what uh, formation they're playing, right? Because if they're playing three at the back then I guess Kyle Walker is the right-sided center back. But if they're playing two, then I play Kyle Walker as the first right back. And then, honestly, I take Trent as well. And not because I don't rate Wan-Bissaka above him, because I do. But, like, I'd rather have a secret weapon on the bench than another defender, right? That's and right. I feel like Especially to what you're saying, Yashish, of how like sometimes maybe he's a little immature still, right? He's a very young player. So it might be good to keep Wambisaka out for now. Keep him out of the limelight and just let him develop, you know? Yeah, yes, I can't I, imagine I, I like... Agree. I agree, yeah. I can't imagine the toll it take on him. Like, you know, makes one mistake for England, right? And just gets just beheaded by the fans. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And the English media is very, like difficult to deal with. Like, you see what, you saw what happened to Greenwood's English career, right? I, there's still a lot of, like, there's a lot of go for Greenwood. I think he's going to bounce back when he gets the England chance. Uh, but it's just, like, one small thing that happened with Iceland. Okay, not a small thing, but one mistake he made with Iceland. And just, the media just ripped him apart, you know? Yeah. So... Uh, I personally would take Kyle Walker for sure. And I take two right backs. I think I think uh, one comment that Gary Neville made really made sense. Uh, he said that you should like never pinch a position. So basically, like most of the managers in the back have like in the past have gone like, oh, um, Gary is our main choice right back. I'm not going to take another right back because Beckham can play right back or uh, we can put Carragher into right back. He can, he can play right back. But that plays, if you don't have specialized players, for positions like fullbacks in today's, especially the modern world, uh, I think you'll suffer because you can't just go like, go like, oh, I'll put Declan Rice in right back, but you know, I can't, I'll yeah. put Connor Cody in right back. Um, so I take Kyle Walker, and see, there are three names in my mind. To be honest, Van Vissaka isn't one of them because um, I, again, I think he's a little young. He has a lot to like. He has a lot. Um, what he can offer, I think there are other people who can offer similar to that. So there's like Trent, 
Kiran Trippier and uh, Reese James. Right? I feel like okay. Kiran Trippier is so used to the setup that Southgate has. So I, for me, I would not take Reese James. It come down to Kiran Trippier and Trent for me. It's just like you said, you'd rather have like a mystery, not even a mystery, like a potential a super sub, a wild card, a potential yeah. super sub wild card on your bench than have a reliable, consistent option. Right. Yeah. So Trent could be considered as a double-edged sword, but I think you know sometimes you need that risk if you want to win the tournament. So I take Trent that's why, well, and Walker would be my first choice. So yeah. And if you need any endorsement for Trent, just look at the uh, the Arsenal Liverpool game last week, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, me and you should actually watch that together. And, yes. Um, actually, yes. I want to give a, I want to give a local business a shout out. Uh, East 11th Street Bar and the Ainsworth. Both of them, if you want an expensive cocktail, go to the Ainsworth. Yes, yes. And if you want, if you want cocktails that are way too cheap, because if we went back there for NCAA later, if you want oh, cocktails that are, that are dangerously cheap, go to East 11th Bar. Uh, <laughs> Just uh, get my advertisements out of the way now. But yeah, so we went and watched that. And then there's a certain point in that game where um, they had the Yankees broadcast right next to it. And I just started like slowly just like shifting. I was like, you know what, like, I don't need this today. Let me just like, there's one good team that I support, you know? <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good, it was, it started off the first, first half was um, quite a boring half. Not going to lie. Yeah. There wasn't much happening. In the second half, Liverpool kind of turned up the tempo um, and Arsenal were just the usual selves. Um, but I, <laughs> That game, Trent did do a very good job. I think yeah. um, he did, and he showed that he is still the best attacking option from fullback you can have. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. It's good. I mean, I don't have much else to say about the game. Liverpool were just the better team, you know. I agree. I, I don't know. I it's that game, and then the Slavia Prague game right after, where like okay, we played Sheffield today. I'll just do my quick Arsenal. Uh, get out now. Play Sheffield today. I really like what I saw today, or like what I saw before we started recording. However, people are saying this about Barca a lot. With the Slavia Prague game and the Liverpool game, this team is dead. Oh my God. The Liverpool game, I'll kind of excuse just because I understand that this is a rebuilding year. We're literally 11th place or 9th now, and Liverpool is just a couple of years ahead of us. However, Slavia Prague, you can't concede a goal in pretty much like the 90th minute against a team that's pretty much drawn for you to progress through. I don't know. That's that's most of my thoughts. I think, like, my leash with Arteta kind of gets shorter and shorter because he has these good games like today. You know, you beat Sheffield. Great. Awesome. <laughs> you, you did it. You, you did what clearly no one else can do. However, yeah, there's any time we play a game with any significance – are a, a team against any quality, we see results like this. A 3-0 or a draw where you – had three points in the bag. So let's finish the um, the UCL roundup. But um... oh yeah, sorry, you she just that's on you. Yeah, <laughs> I, there's there's a team that can lose to United, lose to Sheffield, which is Man U. So it's it's good to know that. <laughs> Thank you, Yashish. That was that was nice. <laughs> it was it was necessary. I wouldn't have brought it up at all. I know. I just wanted some jokes, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. What are the so there was Chelsea versus Porto. Uh, what are your comments for the game? Any comments? 
I played as expected. I want to shout out to whoever commented NRA Mar and also Aryan Robin under the Polish goal. Uh, <laughs> that, that's that's most of my takeaway. I think the second leg is going to be actually. I decided to put. I don't know. I'm getting really into sports betting. I put money on that. That is going to be a draw because I have a feeling that's just going to be a gridlocked game. Okay, I could see that. Well, the turn that the Mason Mount stone for the first goal. Wow. Yeah. World class. You know, Mason Mount this season, this season just made me realize that he's in that bracket, you know, where he's never going to get like away from banter. You know, he's still a brilliant player. Like he is a brilliant player. I feel like there are like a few players in this bracket. Like there's like Harry Maguire. There's now Trent has fallen into that bracket. Lingard is in that bracket. And now I think Mason Mount is in that bracket. These are all like actually decent good players. If not, like, they don't have to be, like, the best of the best, but they're still good players. It's yeah. just, they've been, they got memed once. I also think just, it's, can't escape it. If you do anything, like, you make a mistake, or you have, like, a kind of goofy personality like Lingard, yeah. just being English is just setting you up just to constantly get, like, roasted. Because <laughs> I, I think, like, there's Spanish meme players. You know, Lucas Vasquez gets a lot of jokes. Nacho used to get jokes. I just don't think, at least as in the social media sphere in which I exist, I don't think I see nearly as much like banter about them as you do with the English guys. Yeah. Like, even though even the Lingard is performing so well, the first thing that comes to our minds is, oh, Lingard should win the Ballon d'Or. He's the good. <laughs> the same jokes over and over again. I still laugh whenever I see, like, highlights. Because, like, I know he's great. I just, like... It's, it's it's good. I'm uh, yeah, but um about the Porto game, I think it, the the legs done right. Like I think there's no way Chelsea concedes five goals like the way they conceded to West Brom, right? <laughs> there's clearly no way. Yeah, they could. No, but also that's yeah. a different Chelsea. I wouldn't really like that was prior to two and goals. Man. If I'm mistaken, like no 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 no. This last weekend. Oh wait. <laughs> Yeah, last weekend. Uh, okay. I was confusing with the, um, the other uh, West Brom like, choke. The 3-3. Three, three, the 3-3, three, three, yeah, yeah. yeah. The last weekend, uh, they just fell apart. It was, it was funny. It was hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I still have... Con- I think it's because they had a man set off, right? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they still did. Yeah, off, yeah. yeah, so... I don't know. I still have confidence in Dougal to like just hold on to this. Even if, even if he has to play the most boring football possible. I think it's still doable. Yeah. I also want to say, um, just uh, because I'm wearing the shirt, what are your thoughts on Slasco? I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Coleman's management? You know, just the state of Barcelona as a whole. Real Madrid came to play, right? They yeah. set up tactically to exploit Barcelona's team. Barcelona came to defend, and they couldn't do it for the first half for sure. Vinicius again. Who, who's that guy? Mingesa. I have never have never seen him before. Vinicius had him in the first half. Yeah. And then for that weird goal in the second half, where like nobody in the the Madrid defense decided to defend. But Madrid deserved the win. They missed so many sitters. They did. And yeah, if Barcelona hadn't snatched it in the end, I guess it would have been a nice story for the. For the classical history, but I don't know. Madrid deserved to win, especially after that Benzema goal. 
Oh yeah, the beautiful back hill. You know which goal that remind me of? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was Ronaldo's goal in one of the Euros in one knockout rounds. Um, I don't remember who it was against. Um, I know which goal. I've like seen the highlight. Um, you know those YouTube videos which are like Cristiano Ronaldo magic skills like fire goals twenty twenty. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I, I've definitely yeah. seen like I've definitely seen what you're referring to in one of those. Yeah, and that goal like. Like the, the like the, the Ronaldo one was much better though because it was like bouncing and he had to like get ready for the bounce and it was further out. But Benzema was like he's last couple of seasons, at least since Ronaldo's left, he's been showing like the world who he is. He's been showing that he's an F one car. Yeah, <laughs> he's been great since Leon. Like I don't think I just think you know you have Ronaldo there. Just you're gonna be in a shadow for a little bit. It's not the craziest thing. He also adapted yeah. insanely well to accommodate Ronaldo. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks to that player. The La Liga is close. It's, yes. um, it's, it's getting interesting. It's getting very interesting. And, like, you, I just can't believe how Atletico bottled it. Like, come on. You're the, the, you, I just don't, I just pissing off. Like, how do you go from, like, easy winners? Like, there was no way I could have seen, seen them lose, right? To competing with, in a dog race now. Like, I just don't get it. Like, uh, but I guess that's what they're the spurs of the La Liga. Yeah, I was gonna say like, is it how did Atletico bottle it? I, I don't know. We've seen this happen consistently. <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh, about it though. Is that usually they bottle it over one game and it's like the final and they lose it, right? But this yeah. one, the run is just long. They've been yeah. losing, drawing so many games on a run, on a row. That you wonder if they have to pull something drastic to change their fortunes, you know? Yes, yeah, so I'm looking at their last couple of La Liga results. It's just been like 2 0 oh, 2 to Levante, 1 1 Levante. I don't know why Levante's in their heads like this. What's <laughs> um, called draw against Getafe, loss to Sevilla. Right now, they're only level against Batiste. These teams are good, but they're not exactly like, you know, they're not exactly like, Premium competition or anything. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Question. Diego yeah. Simeone, is it time for him to go? Nah. I, I don't I don't think so. Who who else do they get? Yeah. And also, especially in today's football where managers just change clubs after two seasons, it's nice to have someone who's been there for a long time, you know? And I'd rather see the club say, okay, we're going to let go of some players, get you a whole new team, than say, okay, the players gave up on you, so we'll change managers. It's nice to see that, the different side of this. I also think that would kind of wreck the mentality of the squad, right? Because he's had them overachieving for a very long time, and he has a pretty limited, like, limited budget. I know they spent like, crazy money on Felix, but other than that, that's not like, it's not the norm for them. And so he's had them outperforming their, like, their standards and like the their kind of like tier of like their financial like situation. I don't know. I don't. I have nothing. I I criticize him a lot, especially after the whole like like the Ronaldo celebration thing, and he got all like sentimental about it. But I don't think he deserves to go, or I don't think he deserves to be sacked, or like anything like that. Agreed. Um, I, I'm I, checking on this quickly. I want to actually ask, since you brought that up, should he be the highest paid manager? In Europe, because I'm not sure if he still is, but um, now he's third. 
Right now he's now he's under Pep and Jose. Cool. That makes sense. For I the mean, longest time Pepe he and was Jose. Oh, okay, I'm like, who's Pep and Jose? I know <laughs> I get it. It's Pep and Jose. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Honestly, Pep and, Ho- Pep and Jose is kind of a cool name. But um, yeah. <laughs> he's Pepin. Poppin. Pepin be poppin. <laughs> so he's paid more than Klopp, Tante, Ancelotti, Flick, and Zidane. And Canavaro, but I'm not stressing about it. Benitez, also not really going to stress too much about it. I don't want to like. Do, I don't want him to lose any salary because of my words here. But like, is that like? I don't know. Do you really rank him in the same tier as you would Pep and like? Because it's a significant drop after. Because Pep Jose is 23, 18, then 16, and then the rest are like 12 and under. Hmm. I I feel like. Um... Atletico, when they gave him all that money and signed the new contract, they took a gamble. Mm. I, I think that's the best way to put it. They put their trust in him and they, they were like, you know what, we go all into you. Um, maybe it's too soon to say if the gamble has worked out or not. Um, but I think, I, think, uh, I, think, I think maybe a couple of seasons more. How, how much longer does he have in his contract? I think a while. he's got a while. Yeah, so for the longest time, he was the highest paid. I think it's only recently that, like, Pep and – I can't say it properly now. Pep and Jose both overtook him. <laughs> uh, well, I think of the other managers you mentioned, Klopp should definitely be higher on that list, right? Yes. And then probably Zidane as well. But the other guys, like, Hansi Flick just came into the job, right? He was an assistant for the longest time. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's it was a gamble in the sense of, like, maybe we'll not win the league a lot of times with this guy, right? We could go for a bigger name. But this guy is a safe pair of hands that we know will keep us competitive every year. And he yeah. took them to Champions League finals. He won the league with them once, you know? So, like, it's more of the you've been here for, like, seven years. We trust you. We want you here for longer. So we'll give you a really high contract. I feel like it's fair. Yeah, I wouldn't even, even call it a gamble. I just thought it was, I just think it's them protecting an asset because mm-hmm. they're deciding that instead of like, you know, like squeezing out like our wallet and like paying, like having a more like having a cheaper manager in the future and just put, devoting that to like transfer. I think they're deciding that, you know, we'll, we'll devote a significant sum of our budget each year to Diego because we know he'll at least keep us in the top three and keep us like mildly competitive. I get that, but don't you think that's like a weak mentality? But they still have Barca and Real ahead of them. You know what I'm saying? It's not England where the game is spread open and anybody could win it, right? Anybody in the top six technically could win it. In Spain, you always have to get over the Barca-Real hurdle. So like, I don't know. All right, so when you say top six, right? Um, mm. So we're talking about United, City. All right, okay, okay. I see Chelsea, <laughs> Liverpool, um, Spurs, West and oh, West Ham. I was going to say Leicester, but yeah, never mind. Right. <laughs> I, I didn't forget anyone, did I? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's a rebuild. Like a three-year-long yeah. rebuild, I don't know what to say. 
Yeah, I get that. I get that. It's fine. It's fine. Wait. Um, you know what I wanted to do? I think we have a little bit of time left. Um, wait. What do we have? What What have we missed out? Have we missed out on anything? That's really uh, versus Leeds oh. versus Leeds versus Man City. Leeds versus Man City. Um, bro, who saw that coming? Who saw that coming? What just happened there? It's Bielsa, man. Sometimes he just like he he goes for it, right? And sometimes it backfires and they get destroyed by Man United. But sometimes it works and they beat the best team in the league. Bielsa, that's it's box office every time. Yeah, actually, I that's love that. Uh, I love that description. They're also tied with us right now. I only just now registered that. Like point wise, Leeds are tied with us. So I don't know. I gotta give Bills a lot, like insane amount of credit right now. <laughs> Guys, I have I have a suggestion. Okay, uh, Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho. Um, how long do you think he's gonna last? Have you all seen that meme where that does this drawing and then there's like a horse? So it starts off on the left hand side brilliantly. And then as yes. you go to the right, it, it suddenly it went from Picasso to my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect so that, description. Of that, used, that used to be like the description of Jose from like first to second to third season. Yeah. I don't know. This is, I don't know. Even at Tottenham, I think he's for the most part been just the, the nephew drawn horse. You know what I mean? I think very little of it, like besides like the, the hoof was like, you know, finely drawn. And then the rest of it is just like, it's like me. Maybe it's time for a new challenge. And like, maybe he should take a break, an actual break, you know? Just like reevaluate his managing, his decisions, his tactics, and then try something different out. Maybe manage a national team, maybe manage in a league he hasn't before. Because he clearly wants to keep going, right? And all prompts to him, he probably should. He's still one of the best managers around. Yeah, I don't think he should retire because I can just imagine him on like FIFA Ultimate Team or something, just breaking controllers. Right. <laughs> I think he, has, he still has a lot left in the tank. But take a break, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Good choices. I think that's why Zidane was really smart. And also, I think that's a big reason why he's not like higher in the tier of like highest paid managers. He realized, like, yeah, I need a mental break. Even though things are kind of going well for me, but there's a lot of pressure. Ronaldo's leaving. Let me just, like, have a hiatus, spend some time with my family, and then get back into it whenever I can. And no one's going to stop me. And, like, Jose's the same way. He knows he's going to get a job. Might not be a Premier League job, but – or, like, might not be, like, a top six job, depending on what the top six is at this point. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it doesn't help him to go to, like, a big pressure club like Tottenham anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I saw um, Neil Warnock. He had his uh, list of the best managers in Premier League history. And I'm trying to think. He put Wenger first, which is obviously like kind of silly. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna defend that. Like I understand that's pretty biased. But I'm gonna try to find it quickly. He did it a day ago. Yeah, he said Arsene Wenger, Guardiola, Klopp, Ferguson, and Mourinho. And I saw someone's take on that, which I was about to say, like you know, Mourinho should be higher. Someone said that, you know, Mourinho's been kind of actively destroying his, like, his spot there over the past, like, four seasons now, five seasons now. Yeah. I mean, he's won, what, three Premier Leagues? 
all of them with Chelsea. He's won a bunch of like of the other trophies. He's been an important Premier League manager, I think, more than yeah. anything. It was during that time that United were kind of drifting off. Arsenal were peaking. Jose comes in and changes the culture in a different way, right? I think you have to have him in your top five. I wouldn't be mad if it's at number five. Yeah, see, I was very quick to look at it and be like, you know, come on, give him a try to blah, blah. He's done so much. Then I kind of thought about it. I was like, you know what? If you're saying top five Premier League managers, Mourinho's his best accomplishments are with Porto, Inter Milan, and I'd, I mean I'd say with Chelsea too, but I'd, I'd kind of like give credit to that like the hundred point season with Real. Yeah. So, yeah, from Premier League's perspective, he's I think exactly five. But let's just be clear, Ferguson is number one, right? Yeah, it is. I, this, Warnock's and Warnock hates United. He's a very biased man. And like I, as much as I want to be like, oh, it's Winger. It's, it's let's be honest. What did he have? Um, as third? He said Wenger, Pep, Klopp, Ferguson. Okay, Klopp is five. Klopp shouldn't be that high. Mourinho yeah, if anything, I'd say Klopp is five. Okay, yeah, Mourinho is ahead of Klopp still. No, he's oh, he's an idiot. Like, I'm not. I didn't take the list itself seriously. I just want to use it as a reference point. But yeah. personally, I'd say Ferguson. Wenger, although Pep is kind of like starting to, you know, move that around a little bit, but I'm still giving Wenger credit. Ferguson, Wenger, Pep, uh, Klopp, no, Mourinho, Klopp. I think that's perfectly fair. In terms of only Premier League cha- accomplishments. Right. Because if you're counting in Champions League and stuff, Mourinho shoots high up the list. Mm-hmm. Ishii, I can see you like looking in the, <laughs> you look so like, I can see you pondering this. I'm thinking about Klopp, though, right? I, he's won the league once. Yeah, right? It's like... Like, and and he's he's dead right now. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. surely there are better managers than him. Surely, right? Like, but I just can't think of anyone. Um, What about one of the older managers? One of those managers that manage, like... um. Blackbones, the Newcastles, the the Aaron yeah, Alan Sheeran Newcastles. We don't the know about issue. them, but I'm pretty sure those were better accomplished managers than Klopp. Yeah. Well, Sir Bobby, are, sorry, Sir Bobby Robson is the <clears throat> the big Newcastle manager. He was also yes. Barcelona manager, but I don't think he won the Premier League, right? That's the mm-hmm. the difficult. Difficulty. I think the problem with this is our age is kind of showing now because, like, yeah. we don't really have a reference point farther back than like you know Wenger Ferguson. Right. Yeah. But like if you're gonna put Klopp for winning one Premier League, you could put Ancelotti there as well. Cause like yeah. I but, he won the Premier League with Chelsea and he also he's doing a good job with Everton, right? Yeah, but I think okay, I'll give Klopp credit there. I I love Ancelotti. And I think maybe career wise it's a different story. He has a Champions League with Real, he's been great. But I do see the issue where it's like Angelotti, like Klopp rebuilt Liverpool. You know, they're in the Europa League before getting into the like Champions League final. They're like, you know, kind of in shambles for a while. Klopp did a great job, like bringing them back. Like they aren't this tier of like club without Klopp. For the longest time, they seemed like they seemed in the tier that Arsenal kind of look like right now, if not like worse at a certain point. Or in the Tottenham tier. Does someone like David Moyes get a shot? Get a shot over Klopp though. No, nah, that's what I was thinking about David Moyes. But like, 
Everton wouldn't be Everton without Moyes, right? Yes, that's what I was thinking. And even like um, the only like bad thing in David Moyes' career is probably his one season at United, right? But if that is ignored, then he's actually had quite a brilliant Premier League career. He's he's always consistently been overachieving with medieval teams. Yeah. Right? right now with West Ham, he's competing for the Champions League spot. And like we thought that, okay, he's going to fall off. He's going to fall off. He's going to fall off. But like, I think we are a month into since when he started saying that. And he hasn't. West Ham is, at, and not only are they getting results, they aren't getting, they aren't playing boring football. They're playing good football. Right. So it, it's, it's a interesting choice, but I feel like winning the Premier League does come into play. You need, like, okay, you need to have one, one. Let me give you another Italian name. Claudio Ranieri has to be there. Oh, right? I was thinking that. Yes. That's the Premier League with Leicester. So, like, that's a good shot. That's a good shot. That's a good shot. Honestly, I just think, huh? Single season, I think he's just like, yeah, I think he's um, among the best. I think he goes like invincible Centurions Leicester. I'm a little biased, but um, <laughs> what's it called? I think, um, I don't know, Klopp has a little more longevity. Ranieri, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's like. Would you have Ranieri lead a project? I think is. I think that's why people give Klopp so much credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about what about um, who was the dude? I don't even remember his name. Was it Pellegrini? Yeah. No. Oh, yes. You got the name right, but no. <laughs> nah. Okay. He he's a city dude, right? The one who yeah stole it from United. Um, stole it hmm. like it like it belonged there. I mean, it does. It does. United blew it. It was our fault. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was. It kind of was. Um, But yeah, I feel like the fifth spot is very debatable. But as things stand based on our knowledge, I think Klopp gets it. Something because I don't think we have enough, like, like, at least I don't. I have no, like, all, I I don't even know anything before 2012, to be honest. So yeah, I, I, um, I wanted to discuss something and I think we have uh, I don't really know how much time we have uh, I'd give us like 10 minutes 15 uh, alright let's say we have let's say we have 15 maybe 20 that, right. that's fine I, no, I was, I'm not setting a time limit I was just kind of thinking of like around right. when do we start so if, if I can get some share screen and uh, permission man, so I would like to show you all something uh, I, I think you should be able to share your screen uh, no I can't <laughs> uh Huh. I don't know how to... Oh, oh, so there's that arrow. Yes, yes. Yes. You got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right, cool. Oh, we right. share the same time. It's kind of cool. Oh, yes. All right. So here's, here's, here's um, an interesting list that I'd like to discuss. Um, so this is uh, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville's um, choice in terms of who they think they'd... Um, they if they were Gareth Southgate, who they take to? Can I say one thing? Yes. Are they gonna keep on going with Euro twenty twenty? Because I get that, like when you look back, <laughs> like historically, it makes sense. It makes sense from like an alignment perspective. You're like you want it to have been every like you know four years, or whatever, right? But like, come on, it's just so impractical and silly. Yeah. Um. So for the for the podcast, uh, listeners. I would like to just say the 20 names out loud. Uh, um, so the goalkeepers are, I think everyone agrees with these, right? 
Uh, so that is Jordan Pickford, Nick Pope, Dean Henderson. Uh, I don't think there'll be any debates on who else goes to your, uh, the two other three goalkeeper choices. I'm perfectly good with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, then defenders, here's like a good debate. Actually, quick, thing, you know? quick thing on goalies. What's the order? Because Pickford is not. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's the debate. Now that's I, for me. It's Dean Anderson first, Jordan Pickford second, Nick Pope third. The only reason I don't go Dean Henderson first is because historically, English goalkeepers have been bad in these tournaments. They always make a blunder and then their career is over. So and you rather, don't, uh... No, I'd rather need Dean Henderson observe things from the bench, get the experience, and then maybe on the next tournament he, he gets the... You would rather someone else make a mistake and then the whole time they're thinking, why don't you put in Dean Henderson? And then you'd be like the hockey yeah. man United fan. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. But I feel like talent-wise and ability-wise, uh, Dean Anderson is the best. Right? He's been very good lately. He has been. Yeah. You know, today, the Son had an open goal. But with, because there was Dean Henderson in goal, he didn't have an open goal. Like, exactly. Like I, You know, it makes sense. Like He, he had an open goal. Simply because Dean Henderson was in goal, he didn't have an open goal. Like, it was crazy, like because I was like, "Oh shit!" There was no way they would have made that, you know. Yeah, talent-wise, talent-wise, I fully agree. I just could see like Southgate want to like ease them in, not just like dump them in, like in the Euros. Thanks, fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, then come the defenders. Actually, this is a more debatable. So we'll come to this in the end. Um, let's go to forwards. Actually, even forwards is very good. Never mind. Midfielders. We'll go All to right. midfielders. Declan Rice, Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount. Calvin Phillips, Phil Foden. So these were so this is the 20 that they both selected. There were three that both of them had like different names. So we'll we'll get get to that later. But these are 20. So here, is there any particular name that you don't want or you think is missing out? What, what do you say? I'm thinking to myself. Calvin Phillips, I kind of like because he can be that leader that Henderson is most of the time. And if Henderson is out, I'd kind of trust Phillips to like pick up the slack as far as like morale and leadership goes. He's not as talented as Henderson, but I kind of like that inclusion. Yeah. Um, Foden, Mount, Henderson, I mean, Henderson, it's an injury thing, but Foden, Mount, and Rice, I think, are undisputed here. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, this is a uncontroversial, a uncontroversial like selection to me. Uh, what do you think about the names I'm going to say? James Ward-Prowse, um, Jude Bellingham, James Madison. Oh, maybe Madison. Like, I, I, I love Calvin Phillips, but you have Declan Mad- guys okay. and Jordan Anderson playing like CDM positions. Um, and Calvin Phillips is also more of a defensive midfielder, right? Maybe put in another more attacking option. Someone who's more of a playmaker. Because you have Declan Dice and Jordan Henderson options, right? So I would personally put James Madison in over Calvin Phillips. No, I think Madison should be in. I, th- I just think, I feel like I forgot about that, but yeah. Could I take out a forward and bring in James Madison? Which one would you take out? Calvin Lewin. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I, I stand that, I stand that. Yeah, uh, fair I, enough. You can do that. You can do that. I agree. On the forwards list, there's just like one clear name that I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but 
on the forwards list okay i think i think so i fair i feel like okay but the thing is it's a 20 man list and there are 23 players so i would put james madison and calvin phillips in you know so i'd put both of them in mm, fair right? yeah and so then i have two more players left in this list let's go to forwards now okay um harry kane raheem sterling calvert lewin grealish and rashford um i think most of these names other than calvert lewin are indisputable right yeah yeah uh But Calvert Lewin, you know the name that's sticking out to me that like just why is it not here? It's Jaden Sancho. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay, so take out DCL, put in Sancho, and then but I feel like I'm getting very offensive, like 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 offensively minded here when I'm saying Phillips over um, Madison Phillips and then Sancho over DCL. I realize it's a very very offensive like formation. But I still but like. But is it like if you have Declan Rice or Jordan Henderson in there? Uh, ooh, but here's the thing, right? Both Mount and Foden, or even if you get Madison, all three of them like to be in like forward positions. None of them are like a Fred or a McTominay who like will be box to box, you know. But then he would anyways not he would play Mount and Ford in any way like he's not going to he's going to play one defensive midfielder if he plays four three three. So like yeah. that's going to be an issue with any player you put in. So it doesn't really matter. Like that's is going to be his formation. You know. Either way, you have to take Sancho, right? Yeah, you have to take Sancho. He's so much talented. He's so talented, and he deserves to be on that squad. Exactly. Probably exactly. Doing all the respect to him, but he's a very inconsistent player. And yeah. I like what he's done this season for sure, but I also remember you guys complaining about him every week because of your fantasy teams, right? So I don't yeah. like him. I, I don't like him. I don't like. Him. I don't like. <laughs> okay, that I, okay, I have nothing against him, but I also <laughs> I don't see what he brings here that like all these other forwards don't bring. Yeah, like I think he's the most limited player here. Exactly, right? Danny Ings is actually a better shout over him. The only issue is Danny Ings has been out for injury so often. That's so true. He yeah. hasn't had that match match sharpness, mm-hmm. so you don't want to risk that, you know. True. I I'd say I'd say there are two names that come to my mind, who are at at least at the same level as Dom Dominic Cameron, Patrick Bamford and Ollie Watkins. Yo, Bamford has been good, and yeah, I feel like exactly the respect he deserves. Exactly right. I like I like Bamford. I like Bamford. Like I feel like if you're taking Calvert-Lewin, you'd rather just take Bamford. Like. Because yeah. Bamford yeah. even assists, and Bamford has been managed by Bielsa. Ancelotti is a great manager, right? Sure, but Bielsa instills this weird like work ethic mm. that I don't think many managers put into can put into their players. No, Level of work. Ancelotti is great at letting attackers, really talented and smart attackers, run free. Right. Yeah. He also is really about the nitty and gritty of the tactics, so you know that someone like Patrick Bamford would have a more tactically aware mind than Calvert Lewin, in respect yeah. to their recent managers. Yeah. Yeah. I if you want a backup striker, I'm going like obviously Kane starts, and then you have Bamford on the bench. But I'm just taking Cal like I'm taking the Calvert Lewin slot, slot and putting in James Sancho. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Because you only have so many people you can put on this list. Yeah, exactly. So here's the thing, right? Over here, I personally would have put James Madison as including Calvin Phillips. So that'd be like 
six midfielders. So that leave two more options to be included in this list. I personally feel like okay, sure. I take I remove Dominic Calvert and put in Patrick Bamford, and I put Jaden Sancho as my sixth uh, forward. You know, mm. um, then comes one more defender left in the defenders list. Now this is a very debatable list. Okay, so there's Kyle Walker, Trent Alexander Arnold, Ben Chilwell, Luke Shaw. I think so far so good. You know, mm. makes sense. Um, John Stones, Harry Maguire, Ty- Tyrone Mings. That's a weird one. Exactly. That, that's the last conclusion will don't stick out to me. Yeah, Tyrone Mings is the it's 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 the one debatable one, you know. Like I there are like better options, right? There's Connor Cody, there is uh Michael Keane, then yeah. there is uh Joe Gomez is injured, or it, it would have been Joe Gomez if he yeah. was fit. Um but he, I feel like even Ezri Konza. In the like in Aston Villa itself is a better defender than Tyrone Mings. Like I just yeah, but yeah, what do you think? What do, what do you think about this? Who would be your third centre back option? Okay, so Stones. Like, yeah, sorry, saying. No, you could even give a shout to someone like Ben White, and I know yes. that. Yes. Brighton hasn't been good. But like as far as talent is concerned and like leadership and all that important for a center back, I feel like I trust him more than Tyron Mings. Because Tyron Mings is like he's a feisty player. You remember when he fought Slatan for no reason and then like stepped on his head and stuff like that? Yeah, if you're going if you're going to the Euros, you wanna Yeah. You don't want to lose cannon. Mm-hmm. I would take Connor Cody for sure. I think Cody's earned it. Yeah, same. I'll, I'll back the Cody pick over Mings. Me too. But I'm cool with the rest of this list. Walker, Alexander Arnold, Chilwell. Yeah, nice see notion. Let me see. Yeah, that's goalies. good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, but then who would be your like last one choice? So you have one more choice left. Because that's 22 players. If you put Jaden Sancho in, remove Damer, Dominic Carrillo in, put Patrick Bamford in, and put James Madison in, remove Tyrone Wings, put Connor Cody in. We have one more player we can put, either a defender, midfielder, or forward. So who who would be who would it be? I'm like kind of blanking out. What's the short list? Um, I would say I would say like you can either put like another midfielder in in terms like James Ward-Prowse. Or like um, uh, who was the uh, Jude Bellingham, or you could put Greenwood in as a forward option. You could put uh, or you could put defenders as Rikonza, or you can just keep Tyrone Mings. You know, <laughs> maybe get another fullback. But do you need those many fullbacks? You know, I'm thinking Jude Bellingham. Yes, that's what I. Yeah. But, Go ahead. How, yeah, how much added value though is there when you have all, everybody listed here? Adding Bellingham. And like for the twenty third man, let's be honest, he's not gonna play. So I yeah. feel like it's nice to take a very young player and just have him with the the experienced guys, right? Have yeah. him experience the tournament. So I'd either take Bellingham or Greenwood. Yeah, yeah, that's. I, I raised that's Bellingham a little bit higher at this moment, so. Well, clearly take... his assist today, but that's that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Bellingham for the 23rd spot just for the long term growth. 
That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So yeah, I think that was the only thing I wanted to speak about last, you know. So I shall stop sharing my screen now. All right, that's good. We should do we should do this next week with another national team. I'm thinking, yeah, like I think Spain would be a good shout. France, maybe. For sure. I was thinking Portugal. I kind of actually know about Portugal. That's why I don't really know that much about uh, Spain. I, I'd be down for Portugal, but I don't know how much contention Portugal has in their squad at this moment. True, true, true. I was, I was. Um, if every, if the viewers, please comment down in the section if you all would like uh, to see tier lists, you know, of like um, uh, young, you know, those tier lists like uh, under twenty one youngsters, best ones in the world, most potential, or like best midfielders in the world, stuff like that. You know, that's always fun. So if if you all are interested, ever, uh, if we get more than five likes, we will do a tier list. Nice. Okay, that's that's, <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> all right in that case i'll see both of you next week and then we should continue doing episodes like this that's, that's the goal yeah yes yes all right goodbye, all right. goodbye. apologies to norway apologies yeah. to dominic calvert yes that too <laughs> <laughs>